Punkt. more clutch Paddy Mahomes or Super Scott McTominay McTominay is the most clutch athlete that there's ever been <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the United Way this is episode 25 the Antonio Valencia episode I'm Al Forn I'm Damien Roderick apologies we were away last week we're back we're back I was so so worried right that I think we, we had the win against Wolves and the win against West Ham last week. And I was thinking, oh, fuck. We're going to be back in studio. And we have Villa to play away. And Villa definitely want to get their revenge against us after the Old Trafford game. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, no. We're going to come back in here feeling so deflated. And it's going to be another one of those episodes where we're complaining left, right and centre. And it's not fair on our loyal listeners we they need some positive vibes from us. Yeah, so I think we'll we'll start with positive vibes. So the last um the last time we lost uh, a game was not first. Yeah, thirty to December. Yeah. So we've beaten Wigan, we drew at Spurs, and then we are four on the trot, including the FA Cup. Uh, so um four uh, at Newport, four at Wolves, three at West Ham with a clean sheet, and then two at Villa. But out of all of them games, um, obviously we, New, Newport, we spoke about in the last episode, we should have absolutely mauled them. Oh, yeah. And we didn't. Um, Wolves, I thought we were brilliant in patches, despite mm-hmm. losing three goals. And Kobe Moynew is the player that Paul Pogba should have been. This yeah. kid. Like, the, like that goal, an 18-year-old, to nutmeg someone, drop a shoulder, go around, and then to keep the composure mm-hmm. and just open up and slot it in the corner I know. for a winner is yeah. unbelievable. I was sitting in a bar in Paddington and I nearly ended up on the bar. It was a joke, right? And being a United fan in London, like um, like the West Ham game, I kind of have to be careful where I'm watching these games. <laughs> oh, yeah, you right? do. Um, and then you're on the east, and then north and uh, west, yeah. South. And um, then Villa yesterday, I thought we were absolutely shocking. <laughs> I thought we were absolutely <laughs> terrible. We were but, we were dirt. But these are the games that we need to be winning. They're ugly wins. They're ugly it was wins. it was the ugliest of ugly wins. Brilliant, and for the first fifteen minutes, sorry, you know, we were brilliant, and I knew I knew the drop off would come straight after the goal. Every time I tweet, this has been such an impressive start. <laughs> Just, they drop off immediately stop, after that. Um, very poor, but defensively, so disciplined. Uh, without Martinez as well, yeah. Which, which we'll we'll delve into that. I thought Dallow hit. I mean, I've been his. I've been a big. Two of us critic. have. Two of us we have. We both have. I rip into the guy. He was brilliant yesterday. He's. He. he do you know what? He's become a lot more disciplined in in his approach mm-hmm. as a right back. He's actually playing the way he did before the World Cup. There's no like I have no um I have no issues with him going forward. It's his, his defensive his, work. Yeah, his defensive work and especially his positioning. His positioning can be mm. schoolboy at times. I thought he was absolutely terrific yesterday. Um he's that kind of player that needs a run of games and a bit of confidence. Um, to defensively put in yeah. good shifts. And I think the back four done really, really well considering how they bypassed our midfield with such ease because Casemiro at times, his positional um, discipline is woeful it's, at times. We yeah. speak, You speak about all the time how the guy thinks he's an A. Um, um, I, was yeah. on, I was on threads and on Twitter yesterday and people were saying the same thing, just kind of you know reiterating what you were, mm. what you were saying. Um, I just don't understand why he doesn't let Moynu and Bruno do all the running. They'll just sit there. Just sit there, kick up yeah. the feet, just protect the back four. Yeah. I thought the back four done brilliant, despite the midfield being bypassed and and the pressure that they were under. They did actually limit chances. Thought Onana made a couple of really good saves in the first half. Yeah. Um, some of the build up from the back is is woeful. Uh, it's That's absolutely, the it's absolutely. Some of the build up is woeful. Like they I, I understand what they're trying to do. Like they're they're hovering on the ball, waiting for a player to press. Because once that player presses, then you bypass them with with one, one or two passes mm. and then that player's out of the game and then you create a big gap and then that's how you get it I understand what they're doing but if the player's not pressing you need something else Yeah, 
You can't just you can't just stand there on the ball. It's, it's it's ridiculous. And then the other thing that boiled my piss in that game was the free kick that they had. Um, with that fucking what's his name John McGinn most punchable face in football that guy <laughs> hasn't even got a neck <laughs> so annoying I'm sure like, I'm sure like, people look at me and go he has a punchable face and that's fair but John McGinn also has a punchable face right and I'm fucking I'm dying on it I'll fight him like, I swear to god, oh my god another episode right? another time where Damien wants to fight a player <laughs> look, <laughs> is, yeah, is what fight, is right you want to fight a lot of players look it, is what is I'm not an aggressive guy but he just brings something out of me I don't know what it is I swear I to god I don't mind John McGinn no man. Fergie loves him Fergie can oh, Fergie oh. Do, uh, 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 hey <laughs> hey <laughs> No man, I don't can't, go there. I can't. I just can't. You're making me. You're making me put on my uh, authoritative voice. I just. I just can't with John McGinn. Four older. <laughs> I, ju- I just can't. I just can't. But what, I'm, what a roundabout way. What I'm trying to fucking say is they had a free kick, right? And this tactic of putting two players up on the keeper and then they run out when it's kicked. And I'm <laughs> right. That's fucking offside. Mm. If they're touching the keeper and, and talking to him and everything else, you're, you're there to put yeah. him off. You're, as soon as the ball is kicked, that whistle should be blown for offside. Yeah. Straight away. I don't care what direction you're running. Lie on the fucking ground all you want. I don't care it's offside. Yeah. Piss me off. And they got a corner from it because Anana decided to slide for 40 yards. <laughs> I thought he was good yesterday, though. I thought he was good. I, I, thought, I, thought, he was, I thought he was very good. Um, I was worried with Shaw coming off. Apparently, it's a precaution as well. That's what, Yeah, I, I tweeted that saying that I hope it's a precaution because... We've seen how bad it got when Martinez and Shaw were out together. Yeah, it's shocking. It's really bad, like. Yeah. Um, and just two two players who are absolutely so, so good on the ball. Yeah, but they're absolutely connectors. pivotal to what what yeah. we do as an entire team, like. Yeah, they they really are. Um, just, I've suggested to move Shaw back into the left sided centre back position, if when Malasia is fully fit. I think that's that's the best approach, but but you can't you can't take away the performances from Maguire. No, he's come back and he's man of the match. and he's he slotted he slotted back in again. Yeah, um, he was yeah he was very good. He's um, been terrific. Like he was he was man of the match yesterday. I thought like in the air he was unbelievable. Yeah, um, it was the um, and Villa are a tall physical team. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, from. Like I mean, obviously the the uh, Hoyland's goal comes from Maguire winning his his aerial duel in the box, but um, yeah, thought he was brilliant. Thought Varane was he was okay. He didn't really have to deal with much. No. Um, there's times when they were on the break, and I'm looking at Varane running back, and I'm just thinking, this has to be your last season here, mate. You just you just don't have, yeah. you don't have the legs anymore. He's lost a yard, hasn't he? Yeah, big time. Like if that's if the, like I mean, I'm trying to think of someone really pacey. If that's in the Champions League, and that's like you know an absolute rocket. Yeah. If that's Mbappe, he's smoked. I know. You're not getting near the guy, and that's only Mbappe. Like I mean, there's plenty of like if even someone like um, Calvin mentioned them. That was, oh, Ivan Tony. Oh, Ivan Tony. Yeah. Ivan Tony bullies Varane. Yeah. Just the physicality if, if it's close proximity, and then if there's not close proximity, yeah. he just burns them for pace, like. Yeah. And that's and he's not even like a blisteringly fast striker, like notoriously quick. Do you know what I mean? I think um, definitely we we need to sign maybe a, a full back and a centre back in the summer. Yeah. And and a midfielder. Yeah. I think there's four positions that need to be covered in in the summer. Varan needs to go, so we need a centre back. Your man Todibo can come in. Yeah. I think he'd be a great signing. And Casemiro's going to have to go, so his centre mid's going to have to come in. But you know what? And I was watching him yesterday, and obviously people have seen my tweet. Mm. Pathetic little dance in front. Of, like I had Villa fan. He's celebrating. What are you? What are you complaining about? He's taunting the opponent. He's he's being a jackass, Douglas Luiz. Mm. This little chess sh- shimmy. I just thought you. Idiot. Imagine an all KO down so from behind. St- oh. But if if Roy Keane was on that pitch, he would have been confronted after that celebration. Oh yeah. Have you even seen it a few weeks ago with Tottenham and uh, Brighton when um Mopay scored and did James Madison celebration? Madison took issue with it. And this is the second time that's happened to Mopay, by the way. Mm. He did the crying celebration against us during the COVID season. Yeah. Um and look, he also and look how that turned out for him. And that and, yeah, and United <laughs> went on to win that game. And Spurs won that game a few weeks ago. Yeah. Players are so stupid doing celebrations like that. Like in the 60th minute. Do, like, listen, do it in the 95th minute when you score. Or do it if you're like if you've scored the third or the fourth. Yeah. And you're like three falling up. A f- a f- fair play to Onana as well to you know, to have the 
to have the maturity to not go up to him and do that shuffle at the end. Mm. They're taunting him. I don't know. Boy, there must have been that? a bit of back and forth in the box between the two of them. Yeah. For for one, for one of the corners. Yeah. I just thought that must have been. And people are like people are going at we're going at me saying, oh what's wrong? People were like saying it's it's a terrible thing that he did. It's not. He can do whatever he likes. I just took issue with it because I'm a United fan. I think yeah. you're doing that. You're an idiot. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Jamie Vardy is the only player that's allowed to do that. <laughs> Straight out, like it is just like shit house for the sake of shit house, like you know, at Crystal Palace doing the eagle thing, like you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, he um, is. like he, he gets away with it just because it's Jamie Vardy, and well, he just have a few players do it, like Martinez. Oh man, I can't stand him. Yeah, him and John McGinn, I'll mill the two of them. <laughs> he, WrestleMania 40 book it <laughs> yeah swear to god now Vince McMahon actually Vince McMahon don't do not call me ever <laughs> no, no, no he's gone he's gone uh, whoever's looking after it's, this it's The Rock now in Triple H yeah <laughs> but uh, you were tag team match yeah I thought um, that really riled me up at the time when he did that celebration and I just couldn't have been I couldn't have been happier to see McTominay get that winner yeah just clutch he, he is the, like the ultimate super soap now yeah and I think I think he's come to a point in his career where he accepts that what, what is he? he he must be is he is he a goal behind Hoyland or is he our top scorer I, I Hoyland's he... got 11 goals now Hoyland's into double digits now mm. since we last did an episode yeah and he scored in his last four I think as well we're going to have a discussion about him and Martina the loss of Martinez in a bit we're just going to find out from David top scorers Scott McTominay how many Fourteen, seven, seven. Yeah, but in all competitions, Ho- Hoyland has eleven in all. In all competitions. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Hoyland has. But McTominay is our leading goal scorer in the Premier League. Yeah, <laughs> with, with seven goals, so that's piss poor. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's, look at the season we're having. Mm. And look at his Haaland Robo. It's like fifty-two goals and fifty appearances or something yeah. like that. Sicko. Did he put? Do, do you reckon he put to bed those um, those rumors of him wanting to go to Spain the other day? Those two goals. I I think he, like, for a player that's done it all in one season, surely the you know the allure of going to a Real Madrid, or, or, I would Barcelona is not that appealing anymore. No, it's what gonna is, it's it's Madrid. It's only yeah. Madrid. It's, it's only eight, Madrid now. Just eight. Okay, one seven Premier League and one in Champions. So Hoyland in total is our top scorer, but McTominay is our top scorer in the Premier League. Mm. I just think. He he just has that um that wild card. Do you know what the thing uh, is? Like, he just, he comes on. He has he has that ability to to float into those spaces, and you can't teach players that. No. To get into dangerous areas, Frank Lampard is one of the most elite footballers on the planet. At it. Yeah. Like Frank Lampard is a midfielder, and he's Chelsea's all time leading goalscorer. Yeah. And they've had players like Anelka and Drogba. Drogba. Mm. Play like play for them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean they've spent a hundred million on Lukaku? Yeah. By the way, just on the. That note, congratulations to the Ivory Coast on winning the AFCON yeah. yesterday. There you uh, go. That's that's if you if you period. flip if you flip the flag around and it's an Irish one, that's about as close as Ireland will probably ever get yes. to winning an international yeah. trophy. Uh, yeah. So we'll take what we can. Uh, it was also in Ivory Coast though. Uh, the final took play. It was in Well, you know what, like Abidjan, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, look, yeah. there's always going to be home advantage in those things anyways. Like I mean, all you look at the Euros. England played one game outside of Wembley. Yeah. But I think the, yeah, true. But the Euros in twenty sixteen in France. Like France everyone predicted them to go all the way. And then Portugal just stepped up. Yeah. That was such a scrappy game though. Yeah, it was actually. Um but yeah, on Hoyland. Yes. He's really come into his own now. He he's it's confidence. It's oh, it, yeah, it, it was ma- it was a confidence thing with him. There's 11 goals for Hoyland. 11, yeah. 11 in all competitions. 5 and 5. He's uh, well, you can see, he's found his scoring. You could see in the first half, in very early on in, in the game yesterday, um, I think it's actually the trade on that set on the, on the fucking advertising board for that. That's going to be an iconic image of the three of them sitting. Yeah. Garnacho, Moynou and Hoyland sitting Oh, there. yeah. Um, it was actually the three of them that tried to combine early on. Moynou slips in Garnacho. Yeah. And Garnacho immediately tries to square it. And that was the one time where I'm thinking, that's the one time I, I want you to shoot you for little Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. But you can see now that he's, they're starting to look for him more. Yeah, they are. They're starting to look for him more. And I don't think that's because they didn't trust him in the beginning. It's just, that's obviously a coaching thing. Yeah. 
it's obviously a coaching thing now like but, um, like he's getting into the right positions he's scoring yeah, goals but also it. his all round game is very good it's, it's it's an underrated aspect yeah. of his game and I thought he was, he's been fantastic with that yeah you know and can, um, we, can we talk about briefly what's going to be the uh, Twitter gif of 2024 of of Casemiro appealing for uh, pleading his innocence really first of all I tweeted this right away Mighty Cat Cash, you're a rat. I'll fight him as well. I'll fight the whole village. Damon, for fuck's sake. <laughs> He's a rat. Do you know what? I've never been in a fight in my life, right? But I'll be in trade him. <laughs> I will be, I don't care. <laughs> my cash probably slapped the head off me as well. But do you know what? Worth it. <laughs> don't, I actually don't care. I just thought... Uh, Casemiro, like that appeal went on for about 30 seconds. It was 30 seconds too long. But when it got towards yeah, I just couldn't help but laugh. I thought, yeah, me too. Like, I, was, I thought it was hilarious. Was and I just love how the camera just hovered on. Oh, no. And then he, he was like, he kept going. I was like, what is he doing? Is, does he think he's in a Shakespearean play or something? Well, do you know what the funny thing was? Like, he just kept going back and forth. And I'm just thinking, like, who are you, <laughs> who are you actually protesting to right now? Because it was just in circles, right? <laughs> but um, I think VAR is going to have to change for things like that. Like, we're... Like, if it's like, that's how, by the time his protest is over, Vark would have looked at that and been like, here, overturn that. Just give a hot ball or whatever. I think it, it'll take up too much time on the pitch for Vark to overturn. But they're going to br- introduce card. this fucking blue card I thing know, in now as well. Is, which is the biggest load of bollocks. Well, I read... Sin bin. <laughs> well, I, away from that. There's 15 rugby players that play. Is it a, isn't it a team of 15? Yeah. No, it does not work. Well, the thing is, I I, I had read that one of the main reasons they're trying to introduce this is one is um, instead of giving, like, say, like when Delo got sent off for um, booking descent, essentially. He got two bookings back to back for descent. One of them would have been a sin bin rather than losing the player entirely. I think that's absolutely fucking fair because it's an emotional game and people lose the fucking head, right? So I think it's fair there. But I read that the other reason they really want to bring it in is players like Rodri that are absolutely fucking genius at a a tactical foul and they do eight, nine of them a game and manage to escape a booking. So if you're on... Um, like Moinu Fabinho was a master absolute well. master uh, Moinu yesterday was a prime example he got a yellow card yeah. and it was a very dangerous mm. counter attack and he he fails the player intentionally yeah. no attempt for the ball he stops the counter attack that would be a blue card and he'd be in the same bin yeah. because a yellow card although yes it's probably ample punishment but the, the team is not the, the opposition is not actually gaining anything you get a free kick in your own half yeah. the team is allowed to reset there's still 11 men on the pitch. So I think it can work if it's done right. The issue is Premier League referees are bad enough without giving them more power. Well, a suggestion that, I, that I'd make because it, just with regards to yellow cards and overturning them, you can't, it'd just take up too much time during the game. I think the decisions that, that need to be made during the game are penalties and uh, potential red cards. I think for yellow cards, VAR should look at it at half-time or full-time and go to the ref and get it overturned. But then the issue is, is there, like, oh, yeah, you can get the red, uh, you can get a yellow card um, revoked or whatever, so you, you might not serve a suspension and you're not clocking them up. But let's say Casemiro gets a yellow card for a mighty cash dive and they go on and score from the set-piece. Yeah. You can't take the goal off them. No, you can't take the goal, but you can take the card away. Take the card away and that's nothing. Yeah. I'd rather play with a yellow card and, and win one nil. Here's, here's the other thing. You know, they commit two fouls in the second half or the first half. They commit, you know, a yellow one and then a second yellow card foul. Like, and the first foul is not a foul, obviously. Yeah. It's a dive from. So he, the come, he, he comes what back do on. You do there. He comes. He comes back on on, on just the yellow. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> no, I just think <clears throat> there needs to be. <clears throat> I think. Do I think they when, overturn a ban? Probably that's yeah. Well, you know what the thing is, right? So people always talk about slowing the game down, right? But the time players are moaning at the referees, but the time the referee makes a decision, but the time the game is reset and actually yeah. restarts again, we've seen four or five replays of the thing, and the commentary team are talking about it, and we all have an opinion. In that exact same span of time that we're waiting on the game to restart, anyways, Bar could have made a decision. Yeah. So it actually doesn't slow the game down at all. What actually slows the game down is like Bar needs to take his time on offsides because it's like sometimes it's ridiculously yeah, marginal. Very offside decisions as well. Yeah. Right. Like and fair enough. They're trying they're trying their best to get that absolutely right. And yeah. sometimes 
most of the time, they get it fucking awfully wrong. Oh, they do, yeah. Right? They get, it, they get it wrong probably far too often. And that's probably why they even take even longer on it, because the fear of getting it wrong. Yeah. Right? But things like yesterday's uh, Casemiro's yellow card, like, by the time he's there, you know, <laughs> playing Phantom of the Opera for 40 minutes, um, we've seen four or five replays of the thing. Do you know what I mean? So, like... I know, yeah. Bar could have easily just been in the air and like, yeah, it's not fair me. Mm. But... And they're sitting there with fucking a big, huge array of cameras. They it can wasn't sh- a fa- on Rashford. I think Rashford dive. Oh, I don't think that was a foul either. And that led to the corner. From the set piece, that led to the corner. Which led to the goal. Yeah, I don't I don't think Rashford was fouled in that instance either. Yeah. Um. But then there was a foul on... There was a foul on Bruno... Um, which should have been a yellow. Yeah. Um, and then there was a foul later on on him, which he allowed play on. He went back and yellowed. Also, talking about protesting, how did Bruno Fernandez protest his yellow card? He was he was lucky that it was only a yellow. Yeah, I know. And he probably protested. I was looking at him going, bro, like, he what, needs to calm down. what are you on? You are on crack, like. There's times where he just needs to calm down and he just needs to keep that mouth shut because... I mean, if if they are going to introduce this fucking sin bin real, he's he's off the pitch oh for half it. God, he's got yeah. But then again, like um, this this real that only the captain's allowed to talk to the referee. Yeah. So is he exempt from getting a blue card then? Because he's the only person that's allowed. Oh no, he's, he's he's um he he's protested to the referee a few times this season, and he's got a yellow card for doing so. Yeah. So. I don't think so. It obviously depends. It, it, it obviously right. depends on the extent of the protests. Yeah, but that's that's the issue with football at all. You can't. They, they don't know how to speak to referees. Yeah, that's that's the issue. Like, I want to talk about Lissandro Martinez because obviously we yeah. didn't have an episode last week, so we didn't get to react to the news of his injury, an MCL injury, six to eight weeks out. What a fucking blow, man! Yeah. Literally just, just back. literally just back. Literally just Three back. Three games back, David. I mean, um, I, I can't. Th- I there's do. There's not enough superlatives I can say about that guy. He is absolutely integral. In, t- our best player. Yeah. I'm saying it right now. He is our best player, and you just see how well we play when he's in that team. Mm. Um, I think we'll cope. We will cope. Um, but but we're only coping. Well, I think we'll cope better now than we did before because we're scoring goals now. Yeah. And that's the difference. We want scoring. My suggestion, and if if Malassia in that in that time window of the six to eight weeks that Martinez is out, and Malassia does come back, would you like to see Luke Shaw play in that position? Because I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, I mean, it'd be quite harsh on on Maguire. That's the pro- and, and I mentioned that earlier. It would um, be, harsh, it would on be harsh on Maguire. But then again, do you do you take Varane off and move Maguire across to the right, um, centre back, yeah. and then play Maguire and Shaw? Um, and then your other option is. With the low playing so well, and I think one of the commentary team actually mentioned it yesterday, that with Rashford basically having cash in his pocket, he put him on his arse in the box then, and then cash fouled him then soon after because he yeah. knew I can't let this guy get away. Me, yeah, Rashford had him, and he knew he had him. Mm. Um, when Shaw went off because the low was so good going forward, would you have put the low on the left? But our issue That's is right. what I was thinking. Well, our issue is right you... now. One, uh, one was injured. So yeah. um, you'd have no one. You, well, you could have put Lindelof right back, which I would have put Lindelof right back before left back. I cannot understand why Eric goes with playing Lindelof in a, in a left back position. Just play him right back. And move the low across. Yeah. Like, um, the, like, I, Lind- I, Lindelof I'm is another one that's probably going to have to go. Well. Yeah, he, he is going to have to go. Yeah. He is. Just not good enough. There's, there's going to be a few outgoings in the, in the summer. I think Lindelof will be one of the Marshall, obviously. Yeah. Um, Casemiro and Varane. Casemiro and Varane. So there is, there's going to be a massive reshuffle mm. and I think it'll bring in younger players and I was, obviously Douglas Louise roiled me up and I was so happy to, you know, see him mm. red-faced at the end of that game but I think he's a smashing player. Think he's a United player though? I think he's really good. I do, I like him. Mm. Well, no, what's that? He'd be one. He's not a number one candidate. No, to, I think to replace um, Casemiro. There's, there's, there's other players there. I think if, if you take if you take him out of that Villa team, I think they operate the same. You take Ollie Watkins out of that Villa team, they, they close down altogether. Yeah, true. That guy is a, that guy is a baller. And so is Diaby injured for them, or is yeah, he just? I think he is. Yeah. No, he was playing, but is he coming back from injury? I, I think so. Because he is such a dangerous player. Yeah. 
so you, like you, we've seen him in the Old Trafford game how to, how to cover him. I, think, I think he, he kind of ran him up in the Old Trafford game as well didn't he yeah um, they paid 50 million for him from Leverkusen by mm. the way oh my god let's just take a second there <sighs> I know Xabi Alonso is making a case for himself to be the next elite manager fuck like oh my god I say right. Let Let's be real here. Bollocks right? to that. Let's be real not, here. Not, right? no, I believe you. Bollocks to that because he's going to be the next fucking Liverpool manager, isn't he? Well, <laughs> this is the thing, right? So my my brother in law is, is a Liverpool fan, and we we were watching the Arsenal game yesterday, and then we watched the the United game. Um, Arsenal were brilliant yesterday as well. By the way, oh, they were super. They were unbelievable. Um, Declan Rice, what a player, bro! Fucking kills me. Um, he's too tall. I'm not going to fight him. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> But uh, there was a smashing save early on in that game at nil nil. Think Trossard volleys it, and the uh, keeper just pushes over the bar. It's unbelievable save. But anyways, um, I so we were talking about if Alonso was going to go to Liverpool, right? And I I don't know if Liverpool have the players to play the way Alonso plays. If that makes sense, yeah, right. And I don't know if Liverpool have the finances to go out and get him the players to play that way. Yeah, right. When if you look at Ancelotti is coming to the end of his. Madrid tenure. Yeah, and that could be appealing to Alonso. But Who also only... plays there, right? But the other issue is, right, Bayern, being Bayern, what do they do in the league all of the time? Oh, <laughs> competition. <laughs> we don't like that. Join us. Yeah. Um, come to the dark side. And Alonso he's, he's also plays there. He's an next yeah. player there as well. So there's three clubs that Alonso will probably go manage next year and he's the next player of all three of them. Yeah. It's going to be Liverpool, Madrid or Bayern. It just depends on which one he feels is the most appealing project for him or which one he feels he'll go on and win the most trophies with and let's be real it's going to be Madrid because he can go and buy who he wants yeah Bayern have a little bit of the ability to or go and get who do, they he, want he, but he, he, like I mean this is his second year into the job at Leverkusen mm-hmm. he'll probably stay at Leverkusen well, I don't think he will but too, the problem, too, the problem is too much of an appeal to go and win a Champions League somewhere. That Bundesliga, in a sense, is kind of monopolised. I mean, you look at Dortmund, how well they did under Klopp, and then Bayern just bought all the best players. They brought, they took Hummels from them. Uh, uh, Lewandowski. Lewandowski. They but then brought, he, I think they were they wanted to get Klopp, but he. But even when here, um, you know when Pep instead. Um, yeah, and then when uh, Nagelsmann, I think, wasn't it, where RB was was coming up, and they took him as well. He's is Nagelsmann the he's the German he's the national German team. coach now yeah yeah but yeah he was coming up with with um, Orbi Leipzig and then they just took him as well yeah I think I um, think Tuchel is um, I don't know what's up with it I watch some of Tuchel's teams and I think this guy's a genius and then and then sometimes you watch him and you're like this guy's clueless yeah he's cl- it's very strange it's mm. like yeah I don't know weird one do you know I think it's like. It's difficult to fail at Bayern because... Poor old Harry Kane. Because I don't think that they're definitely not going to win the league. Leverkusen are just far too... Like, let's be fucking real here. If Harry Kane doesn't win a Bundesliga after going from sports... I actually feel so... I actually feel bad for the guy. Now, listen, there's a chance. There's there's the Champions League and I think they're still in the... They're still in the domestic. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but I just yeah. So do you have league predictions then for for the Premier League? Obviously, obviously we're not going to win it. We'd, well, we'd be lucky to get Champions League. We're five. <coughs> excuse me, we're five points off. Um, Champions League spot. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's the Champions League spot. There's a chance that you finish in fifth. You get a Champions League. Is that? I think so. Somebody said it was like a seventy-seven percent chance yesterday. I think it was Gary Neville before the game. I think it depends. Like. So if a Premier League team go on and win it, uh, or a Premier League team go on and win the Europa League, that are already in the top four. So if Liverpool won the Europa League and they finish second, for example, yeah, winning the Europa League gives them automatic qualifications. So then fifth might get a spot. I think it works like that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh god! And then I'm the tank Liverpool if we win, <laughs> we get fifth. <laughs> honestly, I don't know. Um, I, 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 like honestly, I hope Arsenal win the league. I watching them yesterday. Looks like they've they they went on that torrid run, yeah. Where they lost a few a couple of games in a row, they found their groove again. Saka's Saka's really yeah starting to come. Martinelli played again. brilliant. Um, yeah, I thought Arteta might have just found a way to unlock Havertz. 
Yes. Thought he, yeah. play, thought he played very well yesterday. I know like West Ham might have kind of thrown in the towel a little bit, like, but Todd Harris played very well yesterday and I don't know I don't know if that's like the anomaly Trossard, of the game. Trossard's unreal for them, is it? Trossard's brilliant. Um like yeah, defensively they're brilliant. Yeah, they were smashing. Yeah, they they, were, they have they, I, I, Do you know what it was? It was like watching a prime Wenger team where they are a joy yeah. to watch, regardless of if you're a rival fan, they just play nice football. Well, they're back for remind me so much of the United team under Fergie the last mm. the last dominant United team under Fergie not that they will ever reach the levels or win the, the same amount of medals as, as Ferdinand and Vidic but Saliba and Gabriel are so they're just they're, a, just, they're just paired so perfectly such a similar pairing to Ferdinand and Vidic yeah, they're just paired Saliba so well. being the the ball playing centre half and then Gabriel and, and has a bit of has a bit of physicality about him Gabriel no nonsense centre half like yeah. they are very similar in terms of style and they're partnership a, and they're a young young team I know they're a young young team I know so yeah I hope they I, I honestly I don't care who I could see Saliba going to Real Madrid though in, in a year or two yeah yeah they'll come in for big money for him I, for yeah. sure and the only reason he won't stay is if Arsenal start winning trophies and competing yeah. for major trophies Um, I don't care who gives me shit for it I, I'm telling you I'll give you my reasons why um, Arsenal should should win the league as a United fan why we should be hoping Arsenal win the league if City win it it's four on the trot which we've never done so they can do three on the trot and they can win a treble know, right? Yeah. because we've done it first mm-hmm. right? it's only a matter of time before someone replicates it right? but we've never done four on the trot nobody has, nobody has. and I don't want them to be the fuckers to do it and if Liverpool win it that's or it's only two Premier Leagues but it's 20 league titles which will equal ours mm. and I'd rather not, that might happen either Especially on Klopp's last what season. What a horrible situation. And if Klopp was to like leave Liverpool and his legacy was to be, I gave you a first ever Premier League, but then I also equaled yeah. United's title title record, yeah. and then he bounced. No, we're, but then they'll probably go on and win. The, they'll probably go on and win the Carabao Cup as well, which is another trophy yeah. in the in the total trophy count. So they'll go on and be the most dominant England team of all time. Yeah. So we need to win the FA Cup. Hope Chelsea win the Carabao <laughs> and then hope Arsenal win the league. Yeah. Um, sorry, another important topic that we uh, we couldn't touch upon last week. Old Trafford. Yes. Sir Jim Ratcliffe um, wants to build a super stadium and he wants to knock the legendary Old Trafford down. And he wants to call our new stadium the Wembley of the North. Well, do you know what I have to say to that? <clears throat> Sir Jim, get fucked. I think we need a new stadium. And I look, the, I know there's history. I understand completely that there's history. I think the issue with Old Trafford is is they tried for years and years to expand it with those houses and, and thing on, on the back. Um, and it's, it's not going to happen. You go to Old Trafford, you watch a game there. It's fantastic watching a game. The, every Every angle of... The stadium that you're sitting in is is an optimal angle. You you see everything. It's fantastic. It's inside. It's inside outside Old Trafford. It's the facilities. It's it's you know the stairs. There's no there's nothing modern about the stadium whatsoever. There's history there. I get that and I understand that. And that argument is is so valid. But Damien, I I went to Los Angeles last year and I was in that SoFi Stadium. And I could not believe how incredible. If you look at the burnabout, modern the the burnabout, but like escalators going up to the to the high, to the highest stands, um, top of the range. There's escalators in Old Trafford. Eatery is where if you're in one of the hospitalities. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but if you're a normal, this, but do you know what? There's, do you know what? Like, need, we, as much as I agree with you, right? As much as I agree with you, there is something so raw. And and so real about walking up a set of concrete steps and, and coming out into the thing, right? I get there that. needs to be a fine line in between fucking carouseling people in and carouseling people out of this fucking modern megadrome. Yeah. Right? Because we harp on about history all the time. Why are we so willing and ready to just dump it all away mm-hmm. for some modern museum? 
Like, I just don't get it. Renovate it. Knock down stands, renovate it. Do you think Liverpool fans for a second would allow anybody to knock down Anfield? Not a fucking hope they wouldn't. Not a hope. No, and true. I do not understand why United fans are so ready to let Old Trafford go. But, uh, I just An- don't. Anfield has been renovated. And they, they have renovated Anfield. Yeah, but this is what I mean. Just start renovating Old Trafford. But the issues at Old Trafford, I think the, the expansion and the renovations, I, I think, it's it's far too costly. And do you want to play in Turf Moor for a season? But doesn't but, but <laughs> or Ewood Park? Like okay, yeah. There, there's expansion, right? There, you can only expand the stadium so much. You can't put like like there's billions of United fans around the world. You can't build a billion fucking seater stadium. There's going to be a case where you just they can't want, go he to. wants it, it to, he wants it to be a ninety thousand seater. Why? Oh well, yeah, it generates ticket revenue. Great, mm. like who gives a fuck? It's sold out. It's nearly sold out every game anyway. Like who actually cares? But listen, I I understand the argument of the his, the history of Old Trafford. What do you, David? What? I actually am with Damien. You're with Damien. Yeah, yeah I, 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 think, I think if you, I understand that your point of view in terms of like you you can't, you can't really renovate it to to the degree of what you to to, want. to make it something like. The Emirates Spurs Stadium. You can't. It can't. It can't be. Re- yeah, but how, the biggest club in the world. Here, bro, how, Spur, how do Spurs have the best fucking Spurs? Because, no, bro. Because Spur, the best fucking stadium. There's a difference between new money and old money, right? Spurs and City and the Emirates and all that. That's paddle. You know it at tennis, right? It's that fucking different ball stadium. games altogether. That was for the fucking Commonwealth Games. That was called the City of Manchester Stadium. That's not theirs. They just fucking done it up and glossed it up and called it the Etihad. That's fine. That's fine. That's not us. That's I I under I understand. That's that. not us. But we hold I ourselves think, to a higher standard. But what re- if if we are to do renovations, what what do we do? Do we you know a detachable roof? What? Well, <laughs> Look at that fucking Super Bowl stadium. The pitch detaches from the fucking stadium and comes yeah, down. and the burnabout does that as well. But I understand well, the like history. Spurs have all Spurs have all these modern things in theirs as well. They have their own brewery and all. Not, so what? Do you know what I mean? It's it doesn't. It doesn't win them trophies, does it? Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't win them trophies. Who's the last team but, that changed stadium? Who's the last? Was it Everton? Oh, Everton are Everton are moving away from. And then was it Arsenal before Goodison. that? So Spurs. Ar- Spurs. Arsenal. Arsenal moved into the Emirates in two thousand and six. Right. So City moved from Main Road to the Etihad. Right. Mm. One trophies. Right. Didn't build a new stadium. Right. Didn't renovate. Like basically, as you said, just it was called the City of Manchester. Right. <laughs> so they just put a lick of paint on a new stadium. Right. Grant. Arsenal knocked down Hoybury, right? Yeah. Interesting fact for you, the big screen from Hoybury is actually... Is it, is it it's in, in Malahide? Yeah, and do you know where it used to be before that? Where? It used to be in, um, what's the name of that place there, in the back of Fibbers, the one that's next door to it. Um, it's like a proper fucking sports dive bar. Oh, um, um, the, the, I, 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 you know the one I'm on about? I know the spot. Parnell Street. No, just off, just off O'Connell Street. Um, yeah, the front door is on. Uh, is oh, on the living room. The living room. Oh. The living room. It used to be in the garden of the living room before it moved there. Um, but anyways, um, they've they moved from uh, Hoybury to the Emirates and have yeah. won an FA Cup since. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, they haven't won the league since since moving. No, they haven't. Uh, Spurs built a whole new stadium. Haven't won fuck all. Uh, West Ham won the lottery by getting the Olympic Stadium. Haven't won fuck all. Um, you know it have bigger issues than building a new stadium, and that's winning trophies. Renovate the stadium that we have now and win trophies. Like well, boys, well, well. Firstly, before a new stadium, a new fucking training ground is needed. That's yeah. There you go. Like the facilities are don't improve the facilities. Just move away I, from current. Like I would rather move. I would rather spend money on the most up to date, state of the art facilities for the players. Yeah. Rather than for the fans. Because if you're a fan, you're sitting there, you really don't give a shit what mm. the cushion on your chair is like, or if it's plastic or if it's not. Or like, oh, right, yeah, if it's pissing rain and the roof is leaking, that's a fucking different story altogether. I, I also think as well, it's important to note, like, you know, your your family are from the area, your dad's family are from the area. You know, I'm from Dublin. I get to Old Trafford maybe two, three times a season at best. I think the the valid opinions of this should come from the, t- the season ticket holders. Yeah, absolutely. From the area, from South, from, people from that Manchester. Are, people that are from there. go there every week. And I'm just, I'm just giving my opinion, but whatever they say, uh, in, my, in my opinion, goes. And that's... Yeah, that's, right, that's rightly fact. so. That's that. Like, I know if I spoke you know? to my dad, like, my, my dad... <clears throat> so, before the ball boys at Old Trafford now, they all come from the, from the academy. They're all... Yeah. They're all kids that play for the club, right? So, before then, they used to go into the local schools and used to pluck 
kids from the school. Like every weekend, it'd be like a different set of boys. Yeah. Right. And my dad, every other week, got to go to Old Trafford and sit there and be a ball boy. So he got to watch Charlton and Best and all these boys play on that fucking pitch. Yeah. From <clears throat> pitch side as a ball boy. If you said to him, like, say, I got to bring him to Old Trafford there in, in December, right? If I said to him that we're going to see a United game, but it's not an Old Trafford. Like, it's a this brand, big brand new stadium. And see all those memories that you had as a child? Yeah, they're all gone, mate. They're all, they're all rubble somewhere. Here's a patch of grass. <laughs> Look, I, I just can't. I just can't. With an escalator. Yeah, with an escalator, yeah. Fuck off. No, my dad's, knees are, <laughs> my dad's knees are pretty bad. He could probably do with the escalator. Uh, <laughs> my dad could probably do with the escalator, in fairness. But um, no, oh. mate, like, I, I just. I, I, I can't even comprehend the thought of United not playing Old Trafford. I just can't. I just cannot. And your point was absolutely spot on. Would Liverpool yeah. ever move away from Anfield? No, not a it chance. Would. But to play Deadville's advocate, is it time to move on? From Old Trafford, no. Is it time? But what 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 to, would to you modernize? improve? Because are we not? Because stuck? I don't. Are we think not stuck in the past already? I I I, think I do think there needs to be um, right. So I think I think a retractable roof needs to be put on. Yeah. Um, th- there that, needs to be the whole from the outside. The whole roof yeah. as a whole needs to be um, the the whole roof as a whole probably needs replacing, uh, and a detachable roof needs to be yeah. put on. Um, and you can only go so far out and up, but there's a huge gap in between. Like, you see some pitches and the fans are on the fucking pitch. Like, Anfield fans are, like, they're really close. Yeah. I would bring a whole other row of seats down mm. closer. You'd probably fit another couple of thousand feet if you put another three rows of seats closer to the pitch. And you'd sell it too. And you absolutely sell them, and for a premium. One thing I will say, to agree on your point, it will be weird seeing Man United play in an oval-shaped stadium like all. All other yeah. stadiums are. I can't stand that old that kind um, of classic rectangle shaped. Part of me, I think the the tunnel in which they come out should be changed as well. I don't think the position should be changed, but it should be more like the the new camp. Where they're walking up. Where they walk upstairs because if you build <coughs> downwards, that gives you the option then to put yeah. an extra row of seats over where that tunnel actually True. is instead of that tunnel going this way. If it went down, yeah, you can put. They knocked the new camp, didn't they? Uh, they did, yeah. They but, did, yeah. But they're soulless, Barcelona at the moment. Yeah, look, I mean, they knocked like, the new yeah. camp and let Spotify put their name on it. Spotify and they have weddings there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we done yeah. that, didn't we? We actually they looked at it. We looked, that. we looked it up on yeah. uh, how much it costs to do weddings at the new camp. I just put out a tweet for thoughts and go, and I only have one reply. Oh God! Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, from a very loyal listener, uh, Andy McCarroll. Um, What's our favourite United jersey of all time? I think we covered that. We covered this with Calvin. Actually, on that topic, the so-called leaked United shorts. I like it. Right, the away one I think is Dort. Oh, I didn't see the away one. It's blue and red, which I think the colour scheme is fine, but I just think it's Dort. Is it very like the 0203? Both jerseys are. Are they? Okay. Both jerseys are. So you have like the the red and the the black kind of accent. It's it's very much like that kind of Vinistroy, Ronaldo's four season, that kind of Vodafone kit. Yeah. Very, very similar to those. Both kits are I just feel we get shafted by Adidas on, on kits at times like because they're just so basic yeah Arsenal get unbelievable kits and we get dirt we get dirt. oh Arsenal yeah did, did you see the collaboration with Stone Roses that you know done I, I, I liked it I liked it a lot couldn't so, believe that Gary Neville was involved in it um, he's a big Stone Roses fan though I think isn't he yes he is um, but was, I think that's um, so, oh, I so oh, I, I, oh, yeah, I love that. Like the 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 essentially French colours down the sleeve. Um, but someone, uh, why can't we have the alternate jersey for next year to be something like? Well, someone a, had, a retro. Someone had said to me, well, we spoke about this with Calvin. Like Adidas are never going to put the Troy foil on a jersey because they separate their brands from originals to you know their their yeah, their sports do, department yeah. versus their lifestyle department. <clears throat> so they're never going to do those things. Um, especially from a commercial standpoint because they get to sell lifestyle product with the Troy foil on it and then they get to sell sports product with the tree stripe on it. Yeah. Um, but somebody had actually mentioned that Stone Roses um, kit and said, you know, it probably missed the trick with that not being an actual playable kit. Yeah. And I thought for a second, like, yeah, they probably did. But then again, look at that kit. How difficult would it be to spot your teammate running full pelt in that fucking thing. <laughs> We'd have an issue. We'd have an issue in 96 with that grey short. Yeah, who were we against? Uh, uh, Southampton. It was Southampton. And we got slapped for six. Southampton we couldn't, were we couldn't see each other. game in the 90s. So oh yeah, they absolutely were. They with that absolute rat man, Letizia. Some player, but he's a yeah. rat. Um, it, it just, Andy had a follow-up question. 
would you sell Rashford? Is the quote-unquote this wouldn't happen under Ferguson hurting progress and turning us into late 90s Liverpool clinging to the past structure that doesn't work in the modern game? Well, Andy, I can give an answer there, pal. I think we are going to essentially not eradicate that um, ethos from the club. Mm. It'll still be there. Uh, a sliver of it will still be there. But I think with Barada coming in and um, a new director of football, there's going to be a completely new approach with United in the way they, you know, their style, their structure, everything. Um, it'll be a lot more of a broadened structure. Yeah. Whereas Ferguson, it was all under one roof. And I believe with Liverpool, with Klopp, it was all under one kind of umbrella. And he over... Saw it a whole lot, yeah. He still is overseeing everything until until May of this of this year. So I think there'll be a completely different approach with United. And yeah, that that could happen. Rashford could be PSG bound. A, a bid could come in. Yeah. Um, I think so. you know, I think if, if Mbappe goes to uh, Madrid. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying Mbappe and Rashford are at the same level. I think Rashford can get to similar levels. Don't think he's on Mbappe's level, but yeah. he, like when Rashford is firing on all cylinders, he's a he's a unbelievable player. Well, they'll either go for Rashford right. or they'll go for Salah. Yeah, they could go for both. And they could, yeah, they could. Go they for could both. go for both because one, they have the finances, and two, they'll have like Mbappe's wage bill to be cleared up. Because mm. Mbappe's going to go for free, they're not going to get any money for him. Yeah. But he's the highest paid player in the world, I think, right now. Isn't he? Like, so, <sighs> minus maybe some of the Saudi guys, maybe Neymar's probably on like a million a minute or something, but. Um, yeah, I think yeah, actually, yeah. Sorry, Neymar. Neymar is probably the highest paid player. No, no, it's Ronaldo is. Ronaldo. Yeah. I mean, um, Messi's Messi's on a fair bit as well at, at Inter Miami. Yeah, well, I think Apple are actually paying up his way. That's not that's not coming out of Bex's pocket. Uh, I can tell you that. Um, well, on that note, yeah, we're we're happy. We, you know. Yeah, happy. I think there's we can see progress. Uh, We're looting away on Sunday. Yeah, which won't be an easy game. Before we wrap up. He's actually fourth. Ronaldo? Neymar. No, Mbappe. Mbappe's the fourth highest paid player. Neymar ahead of him? Yeah. Messi ahead of him? Nope. Oh, Benzema? Yes. Um, and then Ronaldo top? Ronaldo top. Yeah. New, ben, new Benzema would be big money. Yeah. Where, where's Messi on that? Fifth, sixth? It must be fifth or sixth. Fifth. Yeah. Fifth, yeah. It's set. Isn't that in the Miami setup absolutely gas? Because uh, <laughs> Bex just went and just goes, Do you know what? I like playing with that Barcelona team in FIFA. I think I'll just make that in real life. <laughs> yeah. Just go get Jordi Alba, get Busquets. Suarez. Uh, Suarez can barely even walk, needs to ice pack his entire body before going on and give him five minutes. <laughs> ah, get on there, anyways, bro. Get on um, there and produce a bit of magic. But man, do you know what? But as, as an Inter Miami fan, like, it must be unbelievable. It must be unbelievable oh, to watch them players great. all play together. Like, it must be unreal. It brings out, listen. It brings eyes to the to the MLS. But this is, you know, like what Taylor Swift is bringing eyes to the <laughs> to the NFL. We touched on that very very briefly, right? Because you, you we talked about before going on with. Um, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I cannot watch American football. I just can't, right? Um, I like uh, our football for its tactical reasons and, yeah. the, and the game flows. I like tennis because it's end to end. I like basketball because it's end to end. Yeah. Um, I don't really like golf as a, as a spectator sport. I love it's golf. Too, it's too slow for me. I appreciate the skill <clears throat> level because yeah. I am shit at golf. I love watching right? the Masters every year. I don't like watching the darts, right? But again, I appreciate the skill level because I'm shit at darts, right? Yeah. Cricket, shit to watch. Unbelievable to play. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Cricket is one of the most fun sports I've ever played in my life. It's actually class, right? But it's shit to watch, right? Oh. American football is the worst <coughs> sport to watch on the planet. It's stop, start, stop, start. Here's a, here, here's the Gatorade ad. Gatorade ad. Stop, start, stop, start. Hockey's pretty good. Hockey's pretty good as well. Hockey's f- and do you know what the best thing about hockey is when two players get into it and the refs just go... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, That's my favourite allowed, thing in the you're planet. Fight. Yeah, actually allowed allowed fight. fight. Yeah, it's madness. I when I went on my J1, but the skill level in that as well. We're, we're going ridiculous. away completely here. But when I went on my J one to Chicago in 2013, it was the Blackhawks that were in the Stanley Cup final against. It was the Boston. Bulls. Oh, actually, go on. And they won, and I swear, like we were watching, we watched all the t- was it seven series games, all of us, the lads, watching it, and it was unbelievable. Four million people in the fucking streets of Chicago for the yeah. for the victory parade. Also, they like their hockey. Did you see the All Star hockey game and Michael Bublé's interview after it? 
No. So someone gave him, said he micro-dosed mushrooms. He said he was tripping balls the whole time. He was just off his tits playing an all-star game of hockey. Like, and he's just like, and then halfway through, he just had this like, re- like realization. He's like, shit, in an all-star game. And apparently Justin Bieber like absolutely fucking smashed it. Like, yeah, apparently, yeah. apparently he's class. Like, well, he's Canadian. He's he's from Toronto. So yeah, yeah. Did you ever hear that? Con- Canadians they, talking about they, conspiracy they like theory, hockey. right? So uh, Al has a conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are only dating each other. Um, because, I don't. So the, 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 the NFL have orchestrated this uh, relationship in order to boost viewerships. Because I think, I think, listen, I think Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, you wouldn't put that in Boston. Very, is that what you're very saying? happy with with that situation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, the Chiefs have gone back to back. They're they're the yeah, they're the D team. team, right? Um, but like, he's not even the best player, Kelly. There's a Mahomes. Who, Mahomes is unreal, like, but there's a there's a there's a conspiracy there's a conspiracy theory that Justin Bieber only married Haley Baldwin, so, yeah. so he could stay in America. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awful on that what poor girl. What's happening to this podcast? What's going on with? We- here, look, we're, we're all going for a bit of tangents. I do right? like, da- da- David, do you like a segue in this podcast? I do, I like a segue. Here, segue, want to sponsor this podcast the way we go off on one I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Give us one of them hopper boards or whatever they're called. Yeah, sponsor us, please. Absolutely. Right, we'll wrap it up there because I have to go get a tattoo. Yeah, um, and I have to get a suit. Yeah. How the tables have to, uh, not that Al gets loads of tattoos, yeah. but uh, Al has to go get a suit. Al is, uh, if everybody can go to Al's Twitter right now and congratulate him because... Al is going to the Baftas to do red carpet interviews. So there is a chance that we'll get a De Niro ex De Niro out of you know out of Al. You know I've said that I will retire after I do that video. Really? Can you afford that? <laughs> the mortgage, the kids, the wife? Absolutely okay. not. It's a pride thing. <laughs> it's a pride thing. Well, you could retire that voice. There you go. There's your roundabout. I'll be your lawyer. I could. It could be interesting. We'll do what we have to do. Okay, here's here's a question for you, Roy. Can you do the voice without doing the face? Very hard. <laughs> Very difficult. And can you do Donald Trump without doing the hands? It's more so the the face. You gotta you gotta do that. The hands they are they are. I can I'm see them twitching. Them <laughs> I really am. Can you see? And that's it. I can't help it. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh fucking hell, Roy. And on that note, this has been the Antonio Valencia episode, which we've not really talked about on this episode. I lost so we'll give him a great li- player. We'll give him his flowers right now. Unbelievable player. Yeah, great player for you. Um were we worried when he was the replacement for Ronaldo? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Did he replace Ronaldo? Absolutely not. But I think he was an absolute um solid player and very reliable. Solid player, very reliable. And you know what? An ultimate professional. Proper, yeah. Went on, done his job, didn't cry about it. Yeah. You're not a winger anymore, you're a right back. Okay, yeah, no bother. Wore the captain's armband with pride, took the number seven jersey, said, No, not feeling that, I'll go back to my twenty five. Yeah. Um and you got an episode out of it, so congrats to that mate. <laughs> um and with that we'll we'll call it a day because I'm already late yeah. and uh, Al has to go get a suit for the Baptist. So, see you next week, bro. See you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Light app.